Wow, we've made it. This is the final episode in the Modern Education Movement podcast launch day. Can you imagine eight amazing guests, each sharing an amazing perspective around how to help you get past your frustration, your confusion, your desire for something better for you and your family when it comes to learning and education. So definitely check them all out. They're super short interviews, 10 minutes max. And in doing so, you can also qualify for some amazing gifts from these guests themselves, which you can find at moderneducationmovement.com. Now, if you missed the last episode, Holly Homer, she's so much fun. So definitely check her out. She's got some really interesting perspectives around how she just found the best way forward for her family just by being open to what showed up in her life. And she dives into that a little bit more. So definitely check that out. In our last episode with Mara Leinenberger, she really touched my heart with a lot that she had to share, right? That at the end of the day, it's not about the learning and the education. It's about our relationships between parents and the children and how that is more important than anything else. So enjoy this episode with Mara. Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age. So parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. And my guest today, Mara Leinenberger, believes that each of us has been chosen to be here in this moment in time for a very specific reason, that we are each on a mission that we chose for ourselves. And that figuring out what we love, what we're good at, and how we can be of service is the engine that we need to fuel a lifetime of joyful learning. Mira also believes that school often slows down or stifles that excitement for students. And so she's on a mission to create a global network of 100 microschools in the next 20 years to harness education toward helping amazing children to develop their highest potentials and while making learning fun again, right? Mira is a lifelong educator, author, technologist, artist, ballroom dancer, and musician, having spent 25 years in service as a public school educator teacher, trainer, and administrator. She's also the international two-time best-selling author of Help, My Child Hates School and the Microschool Builder's Handbook. Currently, Mara lives in Harmony, Pennsylvania with her husband, Michael, while she also travels far and wide directly supporting clients in her global Microschool Builders program. Mara, so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Well, we've already been having some great conversation before we started recording. Um, so I, I just, I'd love to just continue that by um, first asking you, what, what is a, a micro school for people listening? Sure. So, I mean, if you were to look up on Wikipedia what a micro school is, um, there are several hallmarks that you would, you would notice. 
uh, it is a it is what it says. It's a small school, so it's generally under 150 kids. Although uh, the way that I define it and the way that we're seeing it implemented, it, their micro schools are tending to be even smaller than that. Some of them are starting with just a handful of kids. Um, you might have you know 10, 15, 20, 30. The majority of the ones that I know about and that I'm involved with um, are under 50 kids. So they're small. Uh, they are generally situated in a community, so they are very responsive to the needs and the wants of the families that are involved with them. Uh, the children are often self-directed in a good portion of their learning. So the kids are the owners of the school, the educators are finding out what kids are interested in and passionate about. And any kind of direct instruction that happens is is sits as uh, designed around those passions and those interests. The uh, kind of work that kids do tends to be more project-based, inquiry-based, hands-on. You'll see a lot more uh, opportunities for kids in microschools to be outdoors when there's not a pandemic and stay-at-home kind of orders. You'll see many microschools uh, going out on field trips or even traveling together. So if you think about it, microschools are, are really like all of the best parts of what is possible in education brought together in a small setting where there is as real community, real uh, friendship, collegiality. Uh, every kid is known by name and every kid's skills and strengths are encouraged and every kid's weaknesses, you know, are addressed gently by the, by the community. Wow, that's, that sounds like an amazing place to go. Yeah, I think uh, most kids, if they were to visit a micro school, wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> Yeah, how long how long have you been um, creating these micro schools? In thinking about small schools for about the last seven years, um, seven years ago I was working as a district level administrator, and my position was actually cut. And at that time, I thought, you know, what can I do with all of this education, all of this experience, all of this credentialing I have? Because I have both a doctorate in instructional technology, and I also have a superintendent's letter of eligibility, which means I could run a school district. And through my own inquiry, I, I learned about one-room schoolhouses. There's, they still exist in many places on the planet. I've had the great fortune to visit and teach in one. Um, and it's, those kind of experiences got me to think about how powerful it is to learn in a small community. The one thing I forgot to mention is that microschools typically are multi-aged. So you know, rather than having 20 or 30 children in a classroom and they're all the same age, being taught to a standard with curriculum. Um, you've got multi-ages of kids exploring big topics together at various ages. So, you know, consuming that content or taking in that content at whatever level they're able to, but interacting together in a multi-age group. So I've been working on, you know, specifically helping to open schools uh, for about the past three or four years and uh, have sort of more formalized this, this notion of the micro-school movement in, within the last two years prior to the pandemic. Now, the pandemic <laughs> has actually made this movement really visible. There was a story back in July that Good Morning America did in the U.S. Um, on pandemic pods and micro-schools. And pandemic pods are just basically the parents choosing to get their kids together to support one another, to get education done, generally. It's, it's the kind of stuff that's being sent home from the school, either the remote stuff or the other kinds of activities that are sent home. And sometimes 
pandemic pods will use an educator to to do that work or to supplement the work or even replace the work. But uh, micro schools, in at least in my mind, and I think in most of our minds, are a more permanent alternative to your traditional public school, private school, et cetera. And how's the demand and interest been um, in the micro schools of the last year? I've had a yeah. There's a there's a huge surge in interest. So you know, this summer alone. On a typical, any typical week, I'll get two or three inquiries from an educator who's thinking about building their own school. Uh, This summer, it was not uncommon for me to get anywhere between 10 and 20 inquiries in a week. Um, It slowed down a little bit because I think, you know, people have gone back to try um, doing what they've been hired to do if they have a contract. And it's very difficult for someone who has a, a contracted job with benefits to give that up to, to say, I'm going to go try and do this myself. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a small thing. Absolutely. No, it's, it's an entrepreneurial activity at its heart. So it takes lots of guts and, and a good bit of work. Well, and I'm, and I'm super excited. You know, we'll get a chance to dive a lot deeper in a, in a future episode where we'll, we'll explore a lot more about um, micro school movement and uh, both how parents and, and, entrepreneurs can be a, be a part of it because it, it mm-hmm. definitely feels like something that um, is well needed and is here to stay. So Mara, for today, I've got one big question that I've been asking every guest on launch day, one that a lot of our listeners are really wrestling with. And that, that question I have for you is, what is your number one advice for parents who are like disappointed currently with the current school system and are seeking a better solution right now for their kids? It's tough. We were talking about this a little bit uh, before we started the recording. And, you know, there isn't one answer that will fit all parents. But I think the most important suggestion I would have is to not take the education challenges that you're facing quite so seriously. You know, this is a really unique time. And the kinds of things that, that parents are being asked to take care of on behalf of their children, you know, let's take the example of a student who is is learning remotely at home um, online and perhaps has you know various synchronous meetings that they have to attend every day, and the parent has the challenge of of working from home perhaps um, or juggling several different children who have different meeting schedule times you know these I think the the, the most important thing is I would like to see parents not have these educational challenges come between them and their children. I think that the parent's relationship with their child is the most important thing. So if, if something has to be sacrificed, maybe, you know, missing a class or taking a break for a day, just because there's fatigue around the demands of online learning, I think that those things are far more important than getting the curriculum done. You know, out there in all over the planet, there are families who are, are, uh, homeschooling or road schooling or world schooling their children or, or frankly unschooling their children, there is evidence that that children self-directing their own learning activities is can be just as successful as a formal educational experience. So I would just recommend that parents relax a little bit and take a break if they need to. And you can look for alternatives in your area or you can just give it a rest for a little bit. Yeah, just be be kind. Be kind to yourself yes. and your kids. Yeah, be gentle. That's that's wonderful advice. And um, yeah, take that take to the heart as well as, as a parent myself. So thanks, Mara, for being on the show today. Um, how, how could people get in touch with you or, or find out more about what you're doing with micro schools? 
Well, they can do both by visiting our website. It's uh, www.microschoolbuilders.com. It's all one word, microschoolbuilders with an S.com. Awesome. And we'll have that in the show notes as well for anyone who wants to check that out. So thanks for being on the show today, Mara. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Jerry. Woohoo. I can't believe we finally made it. That was the final episode number eight in our launch series. And thanks to all you who listened to every single one. I hope you got as much value out of these conversations as we did. Yeah, they were super amazing. It was, and it was a real treat to do our first interview together, Graham. Do you think we should do another one like that? Yeah, I liked it. I did too. So I hope all you listeners did as well. If you haven't listened to them all yet, we encourage you to go back and catch the ones you missed. Each person had a unique solution for how to get past frustration and move closer to the learning environment that will work best for you and your family. And in the coming weeks, we'll have full-length conversations with each of our launch guests and honestly, a whole lot more. Each week, we're finding out about even more exciting new options in the education space. It's really an incredible time of, of growth right now. And you know, we'll profile a lot of these here on the Modern Education Movement podcast. So we invite you to be a part of this movement. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss anything.